0: Welcome back to the Every Effort Podcast. My name is Jocelyn and I have my co-host here, Matt, and we have a new guest today who is very unique because this is our first time doing an episode where it's not with someone who you might say has some sort of big name on social media, but just like your normal, like everyday sister in Christ. Who has some questions for us? And so not to say that, you know, she won't have a big name one day. Um, uh, <laughs> but her name is Dee Montanez. I hope I said that right. You are the first person who has gotten my last name right. So this is <laughs> Oh, awesome. <laughs> that was a first try. Yeah. First try. <laughs> well, here at every effort, we are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest. And so this is hopefully one of many recordings, depending on how this goes, honestly, of how we can help listeners and just other peers like ourselves who are going through situations that we have gone through or who just need like an outside perspective on life, on situations, relationships, etc.
1: Yeah, I feel like one of the craziest things about being a young adult is everything feels brand new. You feel like you're the only one who's going through these things or the only ones that have those questions. We've had those questions. We know everyone out there has had those questions. So part of our vision for the podcast is being able to bring people in and not have all the answers, but have those discussions, talk through all the things we're going through in life and just through um, basing our knowledge on the word and on the wisdom of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to to walk a more um, honorable life.
0: Yeah, well enough about us, we have Dee with us. So if you could share with us who you are, what you're made of, what do you do, um, b- what comes to your mind when I ask all those questions
2: absolutely so hi everyone my name is Dee Montanez I am 28 years old I'm from northern Virginia specifically in Ruston um, I guess I have a degree in psychology but currently working for a nonprofit in higher education and um, I'd have to say that Dee is definitely a she's very opinionated <laughs> um, she's, a, she's a she's a I'm a masterpiece, but also a work in progress and, uh, and a pioneer and a go-giver. Like I love to give as much as I can. I like to be of service. And um, I know part of my, my journey in life outside of just the dating is just being more Christ-like uh, with whoever I, I come across.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you talked about yourself in the third person. I think not everyone has that perspective. I think everyone thinks like me, me, I, I, you, you, right? Like there's not that, who is this person? Like when I step out of, you know, their body, do do I like what I see? You know, and I think that kind of lets you even work with yourself a little bit on how to get better.
1: Yeah, so I know we were chatting a little bit about all of the craziness that is dating and you used the word courting that I feel like we never hear anymore in the (laughs) dating world. But just all these challenges we face as young adults trying to find um, a marriage partner, trying to walk in a way that's holy, but also get through all the crazy things that are happening in culture and what's normal in dating now. So I know we talked a little bit about those challenges, but what's what's on your mind today?
2: I think from what we discussed in Instagram, it was properly courting people. I feel like we don't court people anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lost art. Um, I'm guessing it's because we have uh, social media and access to millions of people through our phone. (laughs) I feel like things have shifted, Like where our roles have been kind of jumbled up into, um, what can the man bring to the table? What can the woman bring to the table? And we've completely removed God Um, Out of it, so I think. uh, Yeah, let's start with courting. Like, yeah, Mm. what's like Mm -hmm. your first definition of what courting is? I think with courting, I feel like you have to you have to know what you want. Like, I want to start with like the individual. Like, as an individual, like for myself, like I know exactly what I want. And I know exactly what I deserve Mm -hmm. Um, and when I feel like you can answer all of those questions in addition to what you don't want I feel like that's equally as important to figure out what you do like you you I feel like you're ready to date like I feel like you're ready to to know that you're ready to um, uh, kind of make make sacrifices uh, for that other person because that's kind of ultimately what marriage is outside of honoring God is thinking about that other person
1: Yeah, I was just going to say the first thing that comes to mind for me with courting is intentionality. And I feel like we've talked before about being intentional with the other person, but I think you bring up a great point about being intentional with yourself too, because I think we think of dating as kind of a two-person dance and we are always thinking about how the other person can fit in and not how we can fit in with them. So I think knowing what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, like what your what you're drawn to, what your temptations are. Like if you kind of know who you are and more importantly, what you're looking for, like not just, oh, I want someone who's tall. I want someone who's handsome. I want someone who's pretty. But like my vision for life is, uh, this is what I said with Jocelyn is, I want a life centered around a church community. Like I want our life to be built as that, as kind of our, our centerpiece. And I'm not as worried about what we do on a like an empty Saturday, but that is like the foundation that I want to build. And I want to, uh, move into a home together i want to build like a very steady life together and there are kind of those elements of a vision where we could talk about we don't know what in the world is going to happen or what god has planned for us in 10 years but this is the vision of what we want to god willing build together so i really like that you brought up intentionality not just with someone else but with knowing what you're about too yeah
0: um,
2: absolutely
0: I think the re- the reason I asked about your definition of courting is because I think a lot of people have a bad, like a negative view of that word. Like it sounds so old fashioned. <laughs> I think you have a great definition. I think that's, that is spot on to what I assumed it would be. It's, it's like knowing what you want and Matt used the word intentional. And I think that all comes together with what courting is. I will say what what I did to filter out the non courting focused people that I have dated is mm. I always had like a list of questions, not literally, mm. but you could do this too. Like you could sit down and write down questions and, and just be very direct, which is what I did. And I, I found that it actually like within the first couple of days, I'd asked like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? What is the purpose of your life? Who is God to you? Do you go to church, kind of get those like deal breakers out of the way. And if a guy in my opinion this is this is how I do it. If a guy's not receptive to that or he doesn't like it, I think that that is like a red flag because a guy should be open to answering the questions that you have. Mm-hmm. And he should not be off put by that. He shouldn't be threatened by that. And if he start, ah. starts to realize like, "Oh shoot, this girl is serious," <laughs> then you will save yourself time. He'll he'll scare himself out of the situation and you can move on to the next person. So, and Matt knows, cause I totally grilled him like the first couple of dates.
1: <laughs> yeah, got me feeling him. like a science experiment over
0: here. Yeah, I, I, I think at, like the first date, was it the first day I like asked him how much he made at his job? Yeah, that might've
1: been pre first date, that was very early on.
0: But we were friends, right. we were friends at that point. So it was a little bit easier to ask something like that I, I don't I never asked that on the first date with someone I didn't know um, mm-hmm. but but I would ask questions like like about their faith because if they weren't aligned there I knew it was not going to be an easy ride going forward no that's good I like the the questions there and I feel
2: like when you do ask those questions for a man like you really get to know like if he's a man or not if he's willing to to answer them if um, if you know like what he wants and uh, you're right like it for me it's about saving time um, time is the most important precious commodity that we have yeah. and that we can't back it's actually way more important than money and if I can save my time then I'm going to do that and I want to invest it into things that I know are uh, going to be fruitful Mm. So yeah, that's,
0: that's exactly like, I'm a super efficient person. That was what was on my mind is like, I don't want to waste my time. And some Mm. people didn't like that approach, because they thought it was a little too, like, brash, I guess, Mm. like it was a a little too rough for them. And so I could totally see, you know, people might be turned away by that. But at the same time, like, in this economy of dating, right, it's kind of like what you have to do to find respect and unfortunately like you mm-hmm. you can't expect respect anymore in yeah and how dating is right now so mm-hmm. I think just you kind of have to give off this uh persona that like I expect that my time will be respected in that you will either answer my questions or you will let me know that you don't want to and then I can mm-hmm. move
1: on yeah and I think like your measure of success for that isn't do people respond well to this it's like can i find the right person for a marriage partner and you mentioned that a lot of people were put off by it where i saw it as oh my gosh this is great i get like the jocelyn instruction manual like i know what's important to you i know what you value i can see how answering those questions made you feel safe like i I think it's good to know that Um, It's not about like it going quote unquote well on all of the dates with other people, but this is what helps you find that one right person. And that's the goal of it, right? So it's not just about saving time, but it's about like, is my goal to get along with the people who it might go well for, for a little while, or is my goal to weed out, not like a, you know, not like everyone's a weed, but like how do I parse through the people to find the one right partner for me? Like, it's not about making people who could be a partner. It's about like, this is the one thing I'm looking for. And that's the entire goal of this thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, Matt, you touched on the, you said something about um, the date going well. And I feel like now our culture has kind of shifted into like, oh, let's vibe the vibe, which is great. But like, I don't necessarily want the date to go well. Um, I want to make sure that we're hitting areas that are very important, like our principles and our values sitting Mm -hmm. down. I know, like, okay, is this worth having a second date? Mm-hmm. And that all goes back to being more intentional. Like, I guess some people I guess some people like to slow down a little bit because like you said, uh, Josh, like some people are just not into that whole like, oh, you're asking way too many crazy questions first date. Right. But I really do think it boils down to if that person is ready and has uh, the, the long-term goal of marriage, they won't be threatened by you having those brass questions uh, Mm. to have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you Mm. tried, have you tried that method before? Like considered being more direct? Has that worked for you?
2: So I'm a very much an open book. Um, So I have to remember, depending on who I'm talking to, like, I'll always say like, Hey, like, is this too much for you? Because Mm -hmm. I am an open book. I don't want to think I just tell people everything and I don't, but like we could talk about anything. Um, I love the fact. I think partially, in addition to values, like the fact that I can have a conversation with you, so like that's a great way to to indicate, okay, we can talk about things if this ends up going well. If we continue to start seeing each other, but uh, as for more direct questions, I feel like I kind of let the kind of let it flow um, a little bit. But if something does come up, then I will ask the question. Like people know right away that I'm a no nonsense. I'm very. <laughs> Um, I just put a smile on it, <laughs> Yeah. you know, um, so it kind of like brings down the, the, the bossy D I guess I've grown up. I've been told I've been very bossy or direct, yeah. um, so I'm learning to just, uh, just be cool and be calm and, um, have a peaceful presence and, um, still enjoy it, but also know that like we're here, like it's, it's, it's intentional. So,
0: yeah, mm. yeah, I I'm all for the approach of like, if a question comes to your mind, and, you know, there's a certain level of appropriateness for a question, you know, like you might not ask about like, like, oh, how many people have you dated in your life and tell me all about them, like on the first date, like that might be a bit much. You really have to assess like the appropriateness because you also don't want to like, run into intimate questions too quickly. You do have to feel that out. And I think that is, something you have to lean on the spirit for, for wisdom, where like, yes, you can be direct, but there are, I think, certain boundaries to respect within that, um, as well, Mm -hmm. to keep things going at at a good pace, too. Because I think Mm -hmm. every relationship has a pace as well, that should be, you know, shouldn't be surpassed. Yeah,
1: and I, I like that you brought up that so much of dating feels like this idea of vibes now. Um, one of the verses that I pulled before this just because it I, I felt like a verse that might come up, and I, I'm glad I did, was uh, 2 Timothy 2.22, which says, mm-hmm. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And I think at first I read that, I'm like, oh man, youthful passions, like we can't have any, but like God does call us to live a life of joy, but also purpose. And I think, you know, that kind of, intentional approach to getting to know each other as a partner doesn't always have to come in the form of questioning like one thing that Jocelyn did with me that really helped was she went first with being vulnerable like she laid out a lot of who she is and it sounds like this is something you're good at too Dee but letting some of that out and just kind of creating an environment where it takes a little bit of trust to take that first step but if we can both be vulnerable and establish that safety we can get to know each other a lot more quickly and it doesn't feel like this game of feeling out if things feel right, how we're like reacting to things, but really just putting ourselves out there and saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. And realizing that you could totally get hurt doing that, but it will lead to that right person.
2: Oh yeah. I'm all about being vulnerable and extending out, I guess that olive branch of trust hmm. because someone has to. Yeah, like, and I have no problem at being me if I need to show that you can trust me first, or if I need to share something that may be a little bit deeper than what you expected to share, I'm definitely going to do that, Hmm. you know, because you never know, I could develop a friendship because of this, or they can be blessed because of me. I feel like we're all trying to connect as well too. Outside of just finding like our purpose partner, like we really do want to have um, well-rounded, deep uh, connections with people. I
0: feel like that's also a lost art too, with social media now with AI. Yeah, it's it's hard to, especially now like dating. Like everyone's even more awkward than they were like before COVID. I remember trying to date before or during COVID, and like there was like barely any place you could like sit down and eat at a restaurant and you just had to figure things out on the fly. I will say something else about like being vulnerable, though, is um, I've learned a lot from doing that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've tried to be vulnerable with people just to see how they would react or what they would do with that. And you learn a lot from a person um, like th- you kind of have to categorize like the vulnerabilities you're willing to share about your life when you're first meeting someone, right? Like, there's some, there's some yeah. things you'll share with everybody, like starting out, and then they kind of build up and they, they earn your t- trust to hear more, right? The deeper mm-hmm. stories. And so you kind of start with those lower tier stuff and share vulnerably. And you see if they're responsive to that, you see if, if they like, could they bring it up against you at any point? Is that Do they have a habit of doing that? Or you know, are they um, empathetic about it, right? Are they someone who offers advice? Are they someone who's trying to fix the situation or something like that? Like, You could definitely mm-hmm. learn, I think. Um, definitely try to observe after you share with someone you're getting to know, too. That tells you a lot about them. And that's something that I did. I think I first learned that lesson when I shared to someone in college about a breakup I had gone through. And she responded very neutrally, like not poorly and not positively, but kind of like, oh, okay. And like never really followed up on me about it or seemed to like care that there was something I was going through. So after that point, like we naturally fell away as friends, I think, because I realized like there's just no response to vulnerability from her. So I can't really grow in a deeper friendship. And so mm-hmm. that was okay with me. I I learned that okay, I'm going to find people who can be more of a friend to me. And I think that's true with dating. You're trying to build that kind of friendship.
2: Yeah. I've I've heard that building a solid friendship is the best way. And probably the only way you should go with finding someone uh, for marriage, because you're not going to love each other all the time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have arguments. Um, Maybe the first couple of years of marriage are not that great. Uh, But as long as you have a solid friendship foundation, I feel like that's really like a building block of, okay, I know our mission and our mission here is we are better together than we are apart. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So no, you hit the nail on the head. And I love what you said about uh, seeing how people react to being vulnerable because um, I don't view vulnerability as a weakness. I actually view it as a strength, like the fact that I'm willing to to trust and not have any hiccups or not be uh, pessimistic about anything. Uh, I feel like that's such a like a like a breath of fresh air when I'm talking to people, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like you're so open, you're so honest, you're so genuine," um, and people are like this is great. Like I've never dealt with someone like you or um, they feel better about it because everyone has hesitations. Now everyone is scared that someone's going to get them. But no, that's a really great point that you brought up.
0: Yeah. If, if you're willing to share, I mean, is there a reason you think that dating has been more difficult for you despite, you know, it's, it sounds like you're kind of agreeing with, you know, being direct, being vulnerable mm-hmm. Being respectful. Like, do you think there's a reason that things haven't been working for you in terms of dating? So, I've been told that I like to pick projects.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, I like to pick guys who, for lack of a better word, they just don't have everything together. But I give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm a firm believer of growing with someone. Was, who was it? I think it was Maya Angelou who said that people don't grow up. They just she g- gave examples about how like they're just aging. Hmm. You know, like, I want to literally grow up with with someone. And that's why I feel like I give a lot of guys this benefit. But I need to realize that I need to find someone that's on my level or hmm. higher because I can't. Like, I don't want to keep attracting talking stages. I don't know if you guys ever heard that term Mm. before where um, it doesn't really get anywhere after I've shared my intentions early on. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people, like, they like me. But because of their, for example, uh, most guys have had some really bad relationships in the past where they've gotten cheated on or it's only been a year since they uh, got back into the dating ring, circle, whatever you want to call it, uh, or uh, just just really bad experiences. And I'm kind of just like, okay, this, is, this isn't ideal. Uh, but yeah, I just, I need to learn like, okay, like this person clearly is not ready to, to build something with anyone at this time. I just need to just continue the friendship. So my mm-hmm. thing is that I'm attracting uh, projects. I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like you shared a lot of good wisdom just on your own there, but I I definitely relate to that because I can think of like the time when I started dating Jocelyn. I certainly didn't have all of my stuff together. And so if you looked at like individual parts of my life, I would have been going through a tough season or not as mature in certain areas as I could. But I think if you can take a look at the bigger picture of like, is this person? able to take care of themselves are they like willing and able to also take on the responsibility of investing in the relationship too like i don't think it has to be individual elements where they're at your level or above your level but if you can look at them as a whole and see like i remember a thing that jocelyn really valued is like they're growth minded like they, you know, mm-hmm. they don't think, yeah. okay, I'm set, I'm great, I do everything perfectly and now I'm ready to find someone. But acknowledging I'm imperfect, I feel like I'm in a state where I'm ready to care for someone else and to be in a state where I'm ready to start pouring out, but also I acknowledge that I wanna keep growing together. And yeah. I like what you said about growing together because one of the things that our pastor gave as our premarital counseling that I loved was this mm-hmm. um, vision of a triangle So if you picture like you and your partner are on the bottom two kind of rungs of the triangle here, and God is up at the top, as you get closer to God, you also start to get closer to each other. And I've also found that, you know, as long as we don't idolize each other, but as long as we keep God in the middle, growing closer to Jocelyn also helps me to see how God is working in her life and her perspective on scripture. Like, I really do think that it all kind of converges in one place if you can be on that baseline level of, i'm in a healthy enough place to pour out and take care of a relationship and i also want to keep growing with you so i think you shared a lot of really great wisdom about looking for those things and recognizing that as much as someone may have a great heart or great potential it's just really hard for that timing to work if they're not in a place to be ready to invest pour out and in a lot of ways like get a lot of great things from dating but also go through a lot of hardship too
2: Mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head too so when I mean by project, I think it's better to define it in case people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of when a guy just, he doesn't really know what he wants. He's kind of just going through the motions of life and he doesn't have his values and his principles in order. Like, like what do you stand for? Like, even if you don't have the same viewpoints as me, I can respect anyone who stands on their beliefs any day of the week. So... For instance, my last relationship when I met this person, he just didn't really have his life together. He didn't really know what he wanted to do. He didn't um, have the best association. I also think with finding a, a purpose partner is who do they go to uh, in times of strife? Hmm. Like, do they have godly friendships? I think on the Heart of Dating uh, Instagram posts that they have, uh, or do they go to women when with that I Personally, I don't think that's a red flag for me. Or uh, do they use uh, external factors like drugs, alcohol, all that stuff? Like, who do they go to? I guess outside of God mm-hmm. um, and Jesus um, in times of struggle. But yeah, that's mostly what I mean with with projects. But and then it kind of turns into like, okay, like I've seen potential. Yeah. And then I try to mold them into not like forcefully or using any type of manipulation but like I do have access to godly relationships I do have a church you know what I'm saying like I feel like I can bridge them and help them and then it gets to the point where uh we've reached that level where it's like okay like we're finally working on something but the the their environment that they're with that they're friends like that's that's what I'm saying like counsel like they he would listen to counsel more than he would listen to me and we were dating um so for me, like that's kind of what I mean with like dealing with with projects, and then I guess I kind of like fall in love with the potential of like what it could be, and not see it. Yeah. Okay, this is who he is right now. Right. Um, are willing to stay here and and, and tough it out? Um, and I feel like there are instances where you can do that, but I think Matt, you hit the nail on the head with uh, with mindset. I'm big on mindset like, I don't care if you're working at McDonald's, or if you're doing this, but like, if you have the mindset of, you know, that that is not where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. uh, And you know, that you want more for your life, you deserve more for your life Then I can, I can work with that, we can get through anything with that type of mindset.
0: Yeah, can I ask how, let's say, for example, last relationship, how did you find this person? So this was at work, and I don't recommend.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, I don't. I, it's it's um it's truly is unprofessional. But we were in different uh, departments as well, but we did see each other on a regular basis, and there were just certain qualities that he had that like l- that I appreciated. Like he gave someone at work like a thousand dollars of his own money because that person couldn't make their rent.
0: Wow. I thought that was
2: very admirable of him. Yeah, um, and I was like he's he's a giver you know what I'm saying like no one does that um and I saw it firsthand like this man was like in tears and he was just so happy um and I was like wow like that's the type of character that I look for as well um in a purpose partner so things blossomed from there and I don't know I feel like I was more of like a like a resource for him which was great but it didn't really it just didn't really work out in the long run (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think you're totally right about like falling in love with the potential or what could be. I think Christians especially have this idea that if you're not a Christian, then like you must be a bad person. But that's not true, right? Like everyone is made in the image of God, whether they're Christian or not. And that means that they have glimmers of hope. And because they're human, they have glimmers of sin and darkness, right? And we're Christian, we're trained to see the good in life and the good in each other. And so when we try to try to see that in a very close relationship with someone who isn't a Christian, then it's, it's, uh, it's harder to differentiate and, and to know and have that wisdom of like, do I really want to be like relationally bonded? to this person when like they could they have these good things about them right like there's no denying that non-christians can have like do have good aspects about them but it's about like what you said of their intention or like what they want to do with that what is their purpose in life Um, because you can't just trust that the seeds that you see are going to grow into something Um, you have to trust in like where have they planted their seed is their seed in the soil of god or is there seed yeah. in the soil of the world? And so there's nothing wrong with you, right? i this is what I'm saying for for like seeing that potential. I think that's something that's great about your personality is that you see that in people. I've been in a situation where I tried dating uh, the potential of a person as well. And I, I just found myself frustrated and frustrated and like more like disappointed than encouraged and like impressed by this person. I felt like I was trying to push things forward or lead the relationship and it just was not going anywhere. I just felt like stuck all the time. And mm-hmm. I I think like, if I'm honest with myself, like, I saw it much sooner. And I could have ended it much sooner, but I didn't. And that was my own fault, because you want it to work. Right? Especially, yeah. especially when you're like, trying to get married, like you, you're like, Oh, I've already invested all this time. I don't want to redo it or you know they might not even be Christian too and so you always want to have that hope that like oh like maybe they need me like maybe I can do something for them and so yeah I've totally totally been there Um, it's not fun Mm -hmm. but when I met Matt I I noticed I felt way more impressed by things that he would do for me or say to me and Mm -hmm. like positive impressions like those kind of added up to each other and that was, like, a strong indicator of, like, oh, this is, like, a healthy and good relationship to be in. And then you made a point earlier about, like, being at the same level of, of some sort, right? Yeah. And so I actually think Matt and I were on different levels in terms of spiritual yeah. maturity. Like, I, uh, I think I had more time to mature as a Christian, but my, yeah. like, rate of improvement was not as steep as what I saw in Matt. So he was a little bit mm. r- early on in maturing as a Christian, but he was doing it at a much faster rate than I was. Like he was absorbing everything. And that was like so fun to see. Like I loved, I loved seeing him grow and like his knowledge of his faith. And that actually encouraged me more in my faith. And so that was mm. a strong indicator of like, oh, okay. Like this is actually a pretty good match. Like I have a lot that I can teach him from what I've learned. And he can gain from that and then i can gain from seeing how much he grows like that encourages me to want to try a little bit more every day instead of being stagnant so mm-hmm. there is that kind of matching too that you can look at where yeah someone could be like newer in the faith but it's about right like what is like you said what is their purpose what is their mindset on what are they going to do about it like actions really do speak more yeah. than words in that in that case have you tried, like, like online dating before? Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've
2: tried online dating, and I guess I just haven't had luck with it. I like to meet people naturally, or I don't mind if it starts off on a social media platform, not necessarily a dating app, but I feel like now it's kind of just setting you up for failure. You know, like you have way too many options. And I think that kind of takes away from the purpose of courting. Like, I I don't believe in dating multiple people. Um, quite frankly, I don't even think that's Christian. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you guys, I don't even think there's dating in the Bible. <laughs> Is there <laughs> dating in the Bible? But uh, yeah, like I just, I just don't find it to be the best route because you can't give 100% to that person. And you're automatically comparing them to other people depending on if, like, uh, that person got into a fight or uh, maybe they like how this person reacted well to whatever they said. Like, you just can't. And then there's feelings involved. And depending on how you manage your feelings, too, uh, that's another thing. Like, can you properly manage uh, uh, your feelings and not get too caught up with what people say? It amazes me how people get caught up with, with what they say. I do my best to make sure that I look at their at their actions and their efforts rather than developing crushes, because crushes are by definition meaning that you have become foolish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's the truth, like, so
0: yeah.
2: uh, I just, yeah, the online dating has been a no-go uh, for me. I try to stay away from from those apps and just meet people naturally.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely biased there because of how Jocelyn and I met. So, of course, I'm always going to say that that's the best way because it, it worked for us. But we found a lot of community in finding like a 20s and 30s group at our church. And I like we both came out of college and we sought that like we weren't seeking the right church. We were seeking the right community. And so we were both Mm -hmm. looking like, look, we need a group of people who, especially at this age, it's nice to have people around your age. It's also great to find people who are at your stage of life for friendship, for dating. Like, I I think there's nothing wrong with going and exploring different churches and and young adult groups. And I think one of the cool things there that I didn't see earlier on, and Jocelyn brought up, that I really liked was that it gives accountability because if you're just meeting someone on a dating app, there's no one around you to, show you when something they're doing isn't healthy. They don't know both of you to be able to see how you're interacting or to be able to step in and say, hey, I don't think you're treating this person right or pursuing them in the right way. And so I, I think not only meeting them in person, but meeting them in the context of a community, like a church or a group is an awesome way to, to fix some of those things that have gone, gone so wrong. Like you mentioned with online dating where it's so much comparison and it feels like there's never anyone who really wins out of that.
2: No, <laughs> I think everybody loses. <laughs> I was just gonna say with, with like dating multiple different people, like there's you can't properly give enough time to each individual person. Yeah, and then like you make a like a last minute decision, like do I like this person? Do I like this person? What if I picked the wrong person? Um, mm-hmm. And then nobody wants to feel like they're the, they're the second option or an option or um, I don't know if you heard this term being on somebody's roster.
0: Like I don't mm-hmm. want to. I do not want that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or yeah. Do I, I've been in that before, never again. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, definitely not like, not for everybody, for sure. I think if someone has a lot of time and or is willing to have a lot of time and has patience, I think that online dating would work because you definitely need to filter people a lot more, not just through like a text or uh, messaging each other, but also in person, because yeah, they could be living another life that you don't know about very easily because you don't have a mutual person that you know who can like verify them. But I, I had a cousin yeah. who actually got married to someone who uh, through Coffee Meets Bagel. So it it mm. can work sometimes. But I also know that neither of them were like in a rush or like desperate to get married or wanted to fast track because, yeah, if you're a little closer to being ready to get married and like know what you want, I think like what you're doing, trying to find people in person is, is best. And like, even asking yourself, like, if I were to marry someone, what would they be doing right now? And where can I go to find them, you know, and it's probably going to be it's probably going to be church. But yeah, I I always encourage the same thing what Matt said, like going to different churches, checking out different groups every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Because churches aren't putting up dating mixers for us. So you kind of got to <laughs> go find a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go undercover. I know at my church, they do have like a young adults uh,
2: every Monday um, at seven. Uh, so that's pretty new for me. I'm on the f- fence about it a little bit because I'm, I'm big on relationship. I am not big on religion.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: just because you, to church does not mean that you have a relationship with Christ it doesn't mean that you're actively working on your relationship with Christ and I don't want it to be like a like a checklist thing like if I'm at church like I genuinely want to hear the word well today's word and, and and apply it through my life mm-hmm. um, and I think um, in, uh, in values too. like I think something that I don't know if you guys noticed that I posted something underneath one of the heart of dating uh, posts about uh, your political views, like I feel like now that's a huge uh, uh, deal breaker for me. So uh, g- mixers are great. It's just like you really got to see who has that active relationship because that's what I need. Yeah, uh, that's what I need to thrive and to and to grow our faith like together.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not everyone you meet at church is going to be like a perfect Christian or like an ideal Christian to like you know, go to the chapel down the street and get married to. But I think your chances, though, of, of finding what you want, D, is is greatly increased, I think, in an environment like that. I personally, like, most of the, honestly, most of the times I go to church is is not <laughs> necessarily to, like, learn something new, but, like, it's just, like, I need a habit to be continuously encouraged in my faith because I'm a person who's more prone to like getting bored of things or falling away from things a lot more easily. And so that's why I go. But church by no means is like my relationship with God. Like that is something I do outside of church. It's just kind Mm -hmm. of a place where I can feel more refreshed. So I totally get what you're Mm -hmm. saying too. It's like you have to match those two things. And yeah, that, that is like a very personal decision too. Yeah, and
1: I think you make a good point about the relationship aspect because it's not something that you can find in the first interaction or even the first couple of interactions. Like first time I saw Jocelyn, I thought she was really pretty, but I had no idea what her values were, what her relationship with Christ was. So to me, having that group context where you can be around each other in a spiritual context and see through Bible discussions or just through kind of community chats, like getting an idea of who the person is, where they're going. Like you're just kind of around a group of people a little bit more. And I think that helped me at least get some sense of who Jocelyn was, enough that I had that kind of confirmation that you were mentioning. Like this person has an active relationship and is involved, is committed. And then that kind of gives you the go ahead that you know maybe they're not the perfect match, but at least they're a healthy person who's like pushing in the direction that you are
2: yeah i agree yeah
1: definitely agree awesome well i feel like we have covered so so much but i really appreciate you bringing all these questions forward Dee. Yeah, i think this is a really good talk and definitely brought up a lot of the stuff that i didn't even remember from our experiences <laughs> yeah. dating and i feel like everyone everyone is so unique but all of the trouble that we face feels so similar once we like really start start chatting about what's getting to us
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great chatting with you guys and meeting you guys, and thankful for the time to be on you guys' podcast. Uh, I don't know what the vision is, but I pray that it is going to be fruitful and prosperous, and it brings you guys closer together as you guys grow your faith in God. So, thank
0: you guys so much. Yes. Thank you so much again, Dee. Yeah, and
1: thank you for being brave enough to be our our first guest. But (laughs) um, to everyone out there, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that this conversation encouraged everyone in their faith and in just some of the challenges that we face as young adults. If you're interested in learning some more about this conversation, we covered this also in episode 42 we talked about are you ready to date like what are those kind of checklist items that you should have what can you do to work on yourself to be ready and we'd love to hear more from everyone out there you can follow along with us on social media at every effort podcast we'll catch you all next week